Films, and welcome to Stamper Cinema. I am your host. My name is Andrew. Thank you very much for downloading this episode. I'm extremely appreciative. And as a little treat, I am going to be counting down my 31 favorite 80s horror films. And why would I be doing that? Well, because it's October, and October is the month for scary films. And why 80s? Shit, I don't know. No, I do know. The 80s were just a ridiculous decade where there were some amazing, amazing horror films that came out that that those 10 years. There were also some amazingly bad horror films that came out that those uh, that that those 10 years. And I've got a little hodgepodge of some good, some some bad on my uh, my 31 nights of of 80s horror, right? So for you today, it's just going to be me. I apologize. We don't have a guest. Don't worry. Don't worry. We will have guests returning next week. But this is just an episode to, I don't know, whet your appetite. Or or maybe you're at the home and you're like, shit, man, it's October. I don't know what I'm going to watch this month. Well, don't worry. Your buddy here, Uncle Andrew, has you hooked up, right? I've got 31 different titles here. All of them, no, not all of them. Most of them are really good. And we've got a few that are kind of okay, you know, not not great, not terrible. But these are my 31 favorite films that that personified 80s horror movies to me anyway. So let's get into this list. We're going to start from 31 and work our way all the way to number one. So if you want to know what my favorite is, you're going to have to wait. I don't know if you're going to have to wait five minutes, 15 minutes. 30 minutes, an hour. I don't know. We're, we're going to see how this goes. But before we do that, I have a few rules, not for you listening, but for me and the way that I came up with this list. So basically, what I did is if there was a movie franchise that was included, I, did, I wouldn't do like part one or part three or part five or part six or whatever. I would only say like the original title. So in this case, here's a spoiler A Nightmare on Elm Street is on the list, but you're only going to hear. A Nightmare on Elm Street, even though that includes all the other films in, on the list, right? But there is one exception. There is one movie. Actually, there might be two movies. There might be three movies. I can't remember. But with limited exceptions, there are very few sequels that are name dropped. And if they are, it's because they are completely unlike the other films that they were associated with. Oh, another rule. These were these are films that I considered horror film first. So I apologize to those that are big fans of action films or sci-fi films. If I didn't really feel that they were a horror film first, they didn't make the list. I apologize for those of you that love Predator, love Terminator, love Aliens. They're not on the list. Now, granted, I love all those films, too but I see them more as an action film first than a horror film. So they didn't make the cut. Just be prepared for that. I do apologize, you know, but that's okay. We, we, you know, we can talk it out. You can make your case. You can blow me up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email, whatever. If you're like, God damn it, Andrew, I can't believe you didn't have aliens on there. Aliens is one of the greatest horror films ever made. Okay. That's wonderful. I, I love that. You love it. I think it's a great film. It's just not a horror film to me. It's an action movie. So let's get into it. We've got 31 movies that we're going to count down. Now, for the sake of time, 
I'm not going to be saying long, deep, drawn out summaries of each of these films. I'm just going to give you like a little blurb. And some movies might not even get that. It all, it all depends, right? I mean, if I did, we'd probably be here all day and that just ain't fair. And it also kind of gets a loss on the countdown aspect because then you have no idea what the hell number I'm on. Of course, I could just say the countdown and then after highlight a few of those movies. In fact, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So I'm, I'm kind of alternating it like midstream. So here we go. Let, let us begin. Starting off the list at number 31, we have the, what, like 1987 film, The Gate. I think it was 1987, could be 86. No, it was 87. And this is a movie that basically follows a couple kids that essentially unleash like these little demons, right? And it's kind of like a kid horror film, but I saw it as a kid and terrified me. So the gate made it. Number 30 is The Hitcher, which I wasn't sure if this movie really counts as a, as a horror, but seeing the fact that Rutger Hauer is fucking terrifying in this movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it makes the cut. Yeah, he's a like deranged serial killer that follows C. Thomas Howell all over the place. Fucking crazy. Number, th- uh, what was that, 30? Shit, I'm already losing track. We were like two minutes in. Uh, number 29 is a, I was about to say a masterpiece. This ain't a masterpiece, but it is a Stephen King classic, and that would be Maximum Overdrive. Freaking love Maximum Overdrive. It's It's... It's terrible, but it's also incredible. It's it's just it's just amazing. I love it. So, if you're not familiar with Maximum Overdrive, it's essentially core uh, cores cars and technology essentially revolt against against man and uh, all of it kind of ties in with this comet that's passing the Earth. And a fun fact: this movie was not only written by Stephen King but also directed by him. And Stephen, this was probably during the phase that Stephen King was heavily uh <laughs> heavily under the influence i mean this movie is just nuts in all the right ways so that is your 29 your 28 is a remake of a 1950s classic and that would be the blob and the blob is a lot of fun that that film stars shawnee smith and kevin dillon the brother of matt dillon and it's kind of just a like for like remake of the 50s but a little a little bit different but Shawnee Smith is freaking awesome and she kills it quite literally, actually. Um, but yeah, good fun. Good fun. Number 27 is Return of the Living Dead. Now, this movie, some people love it, some people hate it. I'm, you know, I'm personally of the camp that it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's stupid, it's funny, it's gory. And essentially, what this movie is about is a couple like military guys bumbling as they are essentially release this gas that essentially reanimates the dead and the dead come back to come back to life. And it's, it's stupid, but it's funny and I love it. So we've got that next on the list. We've got 1985's house. Now house, believe it or not, is the very first horror film that I saw in the movie theater. My mom actually took me to see this movie in the theater. It was what, 1985, I think, maybe 86. And what House is, is a story of this guy that inherits his aunt's haunted house. And he's a writer and he's going through a separation with his wife. And basically they've had a lot of strain because her kid disappeared. And as we find out in this movie, 
their kid is somewhere within the house and he essentially has this journey trying to figure out where the hell his son is and he's gonna find his son and you got a great cast a really really great television cast because you have william Catt who played the the lead on greatest american hero you have george went who obviously played norm on cheers and you have richard mall who played bull on night court so they're all in it great 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 cast right there i love that movie it terrified me but i'll just never forget that experience of being like six years old and watching it in the movie theater it was freaking incredible next on the list at number 25 is a movie that we covered actually on this podcast and that would be christine which is a film directed by john carpenter and of course written by stephen king and if you want to listen to that podcast there's not much more i can say about it than i than i than myself and mark already did so check that out that was back in october of last year i can't give you the exact number just look up christine from my podcast and you'll see that number 24 this is a tricky movie and i can't say why it's a tricky movie because it would be kind of a spoiler alert but this movie is april fool's day which is a film that came out 1986 huge huge cast at least to me you got deborah foreman who obviously everybody knows deborah foreman you have amy Steele, who was in one of the friday the 13th movies you've got clayton roner who was in a bunch of things including just one of the guys but you also have Thomas F. Wilson, who famously played a certain Biff Tannen. And what that movie is, is a story of like six college students that follow a friend of theirs onto her, her private island for a little weekend getaway during April Fool's Day. And wouldn't you know it, one by one, the people, like the guests, get, are getting picked off and it becomes like a whodunit. And it's really, really great. I love it. There was a remake. I've never seen it. But if you can get your hands on the 1986 original April Fool's Day, please do it. It's 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 fun. It's gory. It's a black comedy, slasher, mystery, hybrid, all over the place. Check that out. Next on the list is a movie that everybody is familiar with, and that would be Child's Play, the story of of a uh, serial killer that possesses a or uh, yeah, possesses a, uh, a a toy, a Chucky doll, and then follows and terrorizes a little boy by the name of Andy and his mother over the course of 90 minutes. Uh, who else is in that movie? Uh, Brad Dorif, who plays a, uh, the voice of Charles Lee Ray, and then Chris Sarandon, who obviously we all know as Prince Humperdinck from Princess Bride and another movie that Chris Sarandon will appear on later. Don't want to say that movie just yet, but Chris Sarandon makes an appearance on more than one occasion on this list. Now, coming up after what month? What shit? See, this is it. I'm already saying too much. I'm forgetting the numbers I'm on, I was on. So I just said 23. Oh, 22 is a movie that I, I don't really know how to explain it. So I'm not going to, other than it's nuts. And that would be Videodrome, which stars Deborah Harry, AKA Blondie and um james woods so yeah we've got that funny enough uh or not really funny enough but funny to me i guess see you know i'm this is the the tricky thing about doing these lists like because i'm i'm, I'm going on like these little sidebars and you don't care you just want to know the list so i promise i'm not going to do that again we are i'm just going to say videodrome is also the name of our local video store we have a, a, a not only like a surviving but a thriving 
video store here in the Atlanta area. And it's called Videodrome, obviously named after this film. So that's your number 22. Number 21 is Silver Bullet, uh, obviously a werewolf story. That's all I'm really going to say about Silver Bullet. Everybody should know it. If you don't know it, smack yourself across the face because Silver Bullet is incredible. You got Corey Haim, you got Gary Busey. Watch it. Love it. Number 20, we've got a vampire film, and that would be Near Dark which is a Catherine Bigelow movie masterpiece. I would even go on to say love, love near dark. Number 19 is another movie that we covered here on the list. And that would be night of the comet. And that was through my interview with Catherine Mary Stewart, who played the lead in night of the comet. Again, this is a movie that, that is tricky because is it really a horror film? I don't know, but it, it it's a, and it's not really a zombie film. It's a not really a total post-apocalyptic film. I mean, it's all over the place, but the the whole concept of, and it's not, you can even make the case it's a Christmas movie too. So, I mean, there, there are so many different elements that are that are covered in Night of the Comet. Doesn't fit into one box, but because I love it, it certainly, certainly had to make the list. And again, free advertising for myself. Check out that interview that I did with Catherine Mary Stewart. She obviously was in this. She was in uh, The Last Starfighter. She was in Weekend at Bernie's, just to name a few. And by the way, she was incredibly, inc- incredibly generous. Loved her. Check it out. Number 18. This is one of those movies where it was a rare exception uh, to my rule of like not listing sequels independently. And I'll tell you why this one is on the list. Because it's not really a sequel. It just has a sequel number. And that would be Halloween 3. If you're familiar with Halloween, you know it's a story of Michael Myers, but this ain't about, it ain't about Myers at all. You know, it, it, it isn't. It's, it's something completely, completely different, and it's incredible. And it obviously stars uh, Tom Atkins, and that's all I'm going to say because, you know, running out of time. But Halloween 3 is freaking clutch, and I love that. Number 18 is Reanimator. I wasn't sure to do Reanimator or Reanimator 2 because they're both, or like Bride of Reanimator because they're both incredible. But I'm like, well, shit, that I don't have to worry about that because I'm not doing sequels. So there you go. Reanimator, check it out. Number 16, Day of the Dead. So this was another one of those movies. Is it a sequel? Eh, kind of, because obviously you had Night of the Living Dead and you had Dawn of the Dead. And now you have Day of the Dead. But all of these stories are so different. They're not tied to one another. It's just an overarching theme of the dead walking the earth. And this is a story that takes place down in Florida. And it's completely the, the, the themes and everything that they're trying to address in this movie is not at all related to what we saw Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. So Day of the Dead makes a cut. Another movie that makes a cut, simply for the, the sheer headcount that we have, is one of my all-time favorite 80s films, and that would be The Monster Squad. Now, Andrew, The Monster Squad isn't really a traditional horror film. It's really a movie about kids. I say, fuck you. That movie's a horror, uh, that movie's a horror film to me, as far as I'm concerned. You literally are making a movie about the universal like monsters, right? You've got Dracula. You've got Frankenstein. You've got uh, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. You've got um, The Wolfman. You've got The Mummy. You got all these characters, right? That's our, and I don't care if the protagonists that we are following are kids or we're watching a monster movie and I love it. And yes, again, another, another like shameless plug. 
I interviewed the lead of that film, Andre Gower. Listen to that episode. That might be the best podcast that I've ever put out. What an incredible, incredible interview Andre Gower was. Huge, huge. Loved it. And shout out to Andre Gower. For those that don't know, he had a heart attack earlier this year. And he's on the men. He's on his recovery. He's doing well. But yeah, it it, it, it was scary. And um, but you know, fortunately, he's he's uh, he's alive and taken. So shout out to Andre Gower in the number 15 movie on our list, The Monster Squad. Coming at number 14 is another 80s classic movie that some people maybe don't think of as a horror film. And then some people think of it as a Christmas movie. You know what? This is my list. You can make your own list. I'm putting Gremlins on it. Okay. Uh, love Gremlins. Seen it a hundred times. I see it in the month of October. I see it in the month of December. It don't matter. Gremlins is clutch. I love it. Number 13 is another Stephen King appearance. And that would be Pet Cemetery, which I'm pretty sure Pet Cemetery was the first Stephen King book that I ever read. And in the late 80s, they did the film version of it. And um, it holds up. Obviously, there are elements that are that are very dated by today's standard. But I think pound for pound, that might be certainly in his top five like adaptations from like the book to on screen. They, they cover not everything, but they get most everything accurate. And uh, it's terrifying. So Pet Cemetery is my number 13. My number 12, and maybe I should have flip-flopped these and put you know this one at 13, because my number 12 is Friday the 13th. And of all the Friday the 13th films, this one is my favorite. I think maybe part three or part four is a close second but the original Friday the 13th is my favorite RIP to Kevin Bacon's character who gets it through the neck or Kevin Bacon, but um, yeah, Friday the 13th, number 12. My number 11 is the Clive Barker heart. And that would be Hellraiser, both Hellraiser and Hellbound. Hellraiser uh, part two are incredible. In fact, I think I like Hellbound a little bit more, but again, we're sticking with the, the OG. So Hellraiser, number 11. Number 10, Creepshow. Creepshow, Creepshow. The, the story, uh, or rather a film directed by George A. Romero, but written by Stephen King. This is like everything that I love, right? You have like these tiny little vignettes and they're all inspired from the, the EC comics, you know, like the Tales from the Crypt stuff. And that's what Creepshow was. You have five i believe it was five different stories 86 they're 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 all so good my favorite is the one with leslie nielsen and um ted danson that one was my favorite segment in the in the whole film but there were the the final one with the cockroaches scarred me for life but oh 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 for those of you that are not in the know I also do a broadcast series over on the streamlounge.io platform. And what we do there is I watch a movie, you watch along with me. We've got a little chat bar and you can see me on the camera and we just watch this movie together. It's kind of like watching, it's like Netflix with friends, right? You're, we're all watching the movie, but, and we can interact with each other at the same time, but there's like a little camera and you can see your host talking 
I can have a co-host. So if you wanted to, you know, be a co-host with me, you can, and that's on the stream lounge platform. So if you're not registered, it's totally free. Hop on over there, check it out and, uh, watch along. I, I I'm broadcasting stuff weekly. And then once or twice a month, I will do a movie party where we'll, uh, we'll all watch the movie together. There'll be prizes. I curate a cocktail. It's a whole lot of fun, big what to do. So check that out. But anyway, I did one for, uh, for Creek Show. I think it was my first one. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. What was that? Number 10? Number nine is The Fly. And The Fly is on this list simply for the fact that the, that, that arm wrestling scene still like it scarred me for life I, I i close my eyes and i can see the the arm wrestling scene if you if you know you know we'll we'll, we'll just leave it at that that and jeff goldblum is incredible so number nine the fly number eight the lost boys lost boys is a very underrated horror film or i don't know if underrated is the right word i think it's a horror film that's just been kind of forgotten by time but go back and rewatch The Lost Boys. It holds up. It holds up and then some. It's really good. Obviously, you've got the Corys. You've got Kiefer Sutherland. You've got Jason Patrick. You've got uh, Diane Weiss. You've got, um, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm at a loss. Uh, her name will come back to me. She's uh, Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz is in it. Just just love, uh, love The Lost Boys. So that would be our number eight. My number seven. We talked about Chris Sarandon a little while ago. Now he's making his appearance again. And that would be Fright Night. Oh my God. I love me some Fright Night. Seeing Fright Night. I don't know. And Fright Night too, but Fright Night, the original is better. But I've seen Fright Night, I don't know, 20, 30, 50 times, something ridiculous. Why I love that movie. And maybe, you know, I I covered a, a nosy neighbor series on this podcast back in November last year. And I kind of like counted down like my five favorite nosy neighbor movies. Anyway, it all goes back to like one of my all-time favorite films, certainly in my top top five to top 10 favorite films of all time. That would be Rear Window. And Fright Night has some legit Rear Window vibes going on. And I think, I think I saw this before I saw Rear Window, but I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those like chicken or the egg. You know, did I love this movie because I saw Rear Window first, or did I love Rear Window because I saw this movie first? I don't know. I don't know which one came first. Bottom line is they're both spectacular, and I love them. But uh, yeah, Fright Night number seven, number six, American Werewolf in London, which this film boasts the greatest werewolf transformation scene ever. Love it. So American Werewolf in London is my number six. My number five, that would be The Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2, obviously. I mean, they're basically the same film, but Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, my top five favorite. Just, oh my God, the the gore, the horror, so great. The comedy, so great. Obviously, there's a whole tree rape scene, which you know is uh, not pleasant, so we're not going to talk about that, but Evil Dead, number five. My number four, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Of course, of course, A Nightmare on Elm Street was going to be the top five. How many people like today are still fucked because of Freddy Krueger, right? That that character was terrifying and those films were terrifying. I love, love, love that franchise. 
And I believe I did. Yeah, I did. I did do a podcast last year. It wasn't on the original. It was actually Wes Craven's New Nightmare, but it's still within that same that same universe. And that was a really solid episode. So go back and check that one out. What was that? Number four? Number three? Number three is one of those remakes or adaptations uh, that, and anyway, I'll just get to it. The Thing. The Thing is perfection. I'm not going to say a ton because I've already said it. You can go back and listen to that episode. It was one of my early, early episodes I did with my brother, Nathan. I think it was like my second, maybe third episode, but it was really good. So The Thing, number three. My number two, and this one was tough because I wasn't sure if this is my number two or my number one, but I'm going to put it as my number two, even though this movie isn't just one of my favorite horror films. It's one of my favorite film films, and that would be Poltergeist. Yes, the movie is freaking terrifying. Yes, everybody knows about the clown. Yes, everybody knows about the tree. All that shit. Terrifying. They're here. Yeah, like all of it. So good. So good, so terrifying, so perfect. And that movie, there's so many layers to that film that make it so great. None of which would happen without the the masterful mind of Toby Hooper. Now, I know what you're thinking. Some of you are like, wait, I thought that was a Spielberg movie. It was and it wasn't. It was written and produced by Spielberg, but Toby Hooper directed it. Although... Some stories have kind of come to pass that come to light that it was actually Spielberg that did most of the directing. I don't know. I think that's I think that's really shitty because obviously Toby Hooper isn't here to say anything about it. You know, seeing that he died a couple of years ago, which, you know, RIP to him. But and for those that are curious, Toby Hooper also did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But Poltergeist was his first like big studio film. And it crushed and people loved it and people were terrified, but then people then wanted to take the, the credit away from Toby Hooper, which is really sad. And of course, the movie is now also recognized for the, the quote unquote curse, right? Because during that franchise, four to f- four, at least four people died, four actors died during that franchise. The, the, you know, when the first one, the oldest sister played by Dominique Dunn, she essentially was uh, strangled by her by her ex-boyfriend and then went into a coma and um, you know died. And then a couple of years later, obviously Heather O'Rourke's real, real tragic, tragic death, and then a couple other supporting characters. So movies often recognized for that. Now, I did do a stream lounge episode of that. So if you want, you can hop on the stream lounge plot. Um, platform and go back and watch the movie and hear me kind of talk a little bit about some of that stuff. I think I get a little slosh during the, during the filming of it or during the, the, uh, the rewatch, but it was still a good time. So go back and take a look at that. But number two is Poltergeist. My number one, if you've been counting down, in fact, let's, let's, let's look, we're just going to reel them off one more time. Just to see if you can make any guests. My number 31, the gate 30, the hitcher 29, Maximum Overdrive, 28, The Blob, 27, Return of the Living Dead, 26, House, 25, Christine, 24, April Fool's Day, 23, Child's Play, 22, Videodrome, 21, Silver Bullet, 20, Near Dark, 19, Night of the Comet, 18, Halloween 3, 17, Reanimator, 16, Day of the Dead, 15, The Monster Squad, 
14, Gremlins, 13, Pet Cemetery, 12, Friday the 13th, 11, Hellraiser, 10, Creepshow, 9, The Fly, 8, The Lost Boys, 7, Fright Night, 6, American Werewolf in London, 5, Evil Dead, 4, Nightmare on Elm Street, 3, The Thing, 2, Poltergeist, and number 1, actually before I say number 1, uh, just to drag this out a little bit, an honorable mention or two of a couple of films that didn't make the list that I did love. I did, there just wasn't any room for them. And that would be uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which I love, love, love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Brain Damage is another movie that didn't make it. Sleepaway Camp didn't make it. The Changeling didn't make it. I feel really bad about not include, including The Changeling because I, I think it is one of the, the, the best horror films, certainly one of the scariest horror films, but I didn't know who to sacrifice. And if I were to do it over, I'd probably put the changeling on it. It was just hard to leave. If, if I put the changeling on that, I'd probably take off the gate. And I felt a, like a need to put one of like the, the first scary movies or like first kid scary films on the list. But then if I kept that, then maybe the hitcher goes, but the, the, the torso ripping scene in the hitcher I mean, it makes a list. So, so again, it was just tricky. I didn't know what to do, but those are the, the, the honorable mentions, if you will. So now without further ado, we've got another Stephen King film, but this one was directed by Stanley Kubrick. And of course I am talking about the shining. Ugh, just when I, when I think about the shining, I get the chills. I mean, the movie, um, it, it's perfection. And I didn't do, rather, I don't have The Shining on my podcast, but if you were to go onto like Apple Podcasts or Spotify and type in Stamper The Shining, you'll come up to Cooper. You remember Cooper. Cooper was my very, very first guest on this podcast, and he hosts his own podcast, Machinic Unconscious Happy Hour, and we were doing a best film series and we, we covered quite extensively the shining. So if you want to hear that, it's a really good listen. I'm very, very proud of that episode. It was one of my, my, my first, uh, that was my, one of my first opportunities doing podcasting in the first place. So check that out. I don't think there's really much I need to say about the shining at this point. I mean, Cooper and I beat it to death over, damn near like two hours. It might be two hours. I can't recall. It's been a, I think we recorded in 2018 shortly before I left Austin, but yeah, definitely. Number one, scariest, scariest horror film of the 1980s. And maybe, maybe the scariest horror film of all time. If it's not the scariest, it's certainly in the top three. I'm, I'm, I'm torn between the Shining and The Exorcist, as far as like the the greatest horror films ever made, but I think I think I lead toward The Shining. I think The Shining is a better horror film, but maybe that's a conversation for a different time. And speaking of different time, um, I really don't have a, a natural segue, so I'm just going to say that was it. That was your list. So hopefully, this was not com- a complete waste of your day. I don't even know how long I recorded. Maybe it might've only been a half hour. Hopefully it was only a half hour. I really wanted to get through this, especially if you've been listening to this podcast of late, it's been a whole lot of me. I haven't had a lot of guests lately. Just getting, you know, 
September was a busy month. We're getting back into the swing of things in October and November. So we're going to have a lot more guests. So be on the lookout for that. Um, ooh, a little bit of housekeeping. I don't think I'm going to be doing any Ted Lasso recaps this month. I really want to make this a spooky month. So the, the final, I believe, four Ted Lasso recaps will reconvene in November. But don't worry, audience, I haven't cheated. So these recaps are really more for me uh, anyway. But uh, so if you're waiting, please, you know, be patient. And who knows, maybe I, I may like welch on my, my promise and just start doing recaps anyway. But the plan at this moment in time is to cease Ted Lasso recaps until the first Monday of November. So I've got four more recaps coming, episode 9, 10, 11, 12. But that's okay. You've got eight to go with. And now we have this recap. And now that's it. I'll see you next week. We will have a guest. We might even have several guests. Just going to hint that at you. You'll just have to wait and see. But until then, thank you very much for letting me rant along. Hopefully it wasn't a complete waste of time, but who knows? Maybe this helped you take a nap. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm whatever. Anyway, uh, I'm going to wrap up. As always, please um like listen subscribe all that fun stuff you know what to do I, I i say it every episode but i do mean it i am sincerely appreciative for the support that y'all give me and um we'll be back follow me on facebook instagram twitter youtube stamper cinema is the name you can also email me stamper cinema podcasts at stamper cinema podcast stamper cinema podcast at gmail.com and that's your, that's your lot for today. This is Andrew signing off. Again, thank you very much. We'll see you next time on Stamper Cinema. Have a happy, have a happy, have a spooky, spooky Halloween. See you next time, everybody. Bye.